Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. Fucking hell, it's roasting upstairs here. Yeah. <laughs> this weather always makes me think of um, doing these podcasts. Really? I think of it as uh, being winter. Yeah? Yeah, 100%. I think one of my strongest memories Hello. is doing... Hello! They, they hey. can't see you. I, I haven't put my video Hi. on yet. It'll make too much of a sound, I think, Bob. Let's give it a go. So We're going to try and put it, putting this fan on, but yeah. I think it will make a sound. Where are you taking it? Um, 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 put on six... Mu- put down um, six music in the background and a, and a fan heater <laughs> and the football on the telly. Can you hear it, Cleves? Uh, we listen. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't well, sound any loud. Doesn't sound any louder than James's um, traffic outside. So I think. No, okay. Can you turn it more towards me? Do you want it on oscillate? No, I don't want to oscillate. <laughs> I don't like oscillate. <laughs> oscillate wildly. There, 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 there. Oh, blowing up his shorts. Better. <laughs> That's better. I think it's. Do you want it on higher? No, it's fine. Thank you. Right. Uh, production assistant. Um, Hang on. Where the fuck is Martin. video on here? Hey! Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Right. Britain. An ancient kingdom with legends of violence, cruelty, and torment in its blood. Join your hosts, Ross, John, and James, as they bravely tread where few would dare. Witness their journey into the horrific history of British horror. They are the General Witchfinders. So this this film was a load of shit, wasn't it? Yep. Yes. <laughs> right, let's do Scars of Dracula then. Ladies and gentlemen, goblins and ghouls, welcome back to the 28th episode of the General Witchfinders podcast. I'm James in sunny Bournemouth in southern, in southern England. I'm John Pountney in Roasting Treforest, which is in the, the sweltering 
South of Wales, which is in South Wales. I'm Ross in Dorchester in Southern England. And this time we bring you Scars of Dracula. I didn't put a the in, John, because I know you're very particular. If it's yeah, got there and it, it's just Scars. It's just, not the Scars. Yeah. And there's no Scars in the film, is there? So, Well, well they, they put... Troughton. Yeah. yeah. Troughton has Scars. Scars, scars of Troughton. Yeah. <laughs> That's a better title. Yeah. Hunt him. Attack him. This eagle must be destroyed. Burn down his citadel of evil. You fools! You think you can destroy my master? The flames will never reach him! He is evil. He is the embodiment of all that is evil. He is the very devil himself. Dracula's reign of horror reaches out even further. Stop! A winged creature of terror becomes Dracula's most fearsome new ally. Enter Dracula's stronghold at your peril. There is one way into his innermost sanctum. Hey! Help me! Help me! You will tell me everything! Tell me! Oh, oh, he was here! It's true, he was here! Gone away! You must get away too. Now! One way in, and no way out. There is no escape from the all-embracing evil of the humans who do his bidding. From the creature that extends his power, there is no escape, not even for the protected, from the scars of Dracula. Take her with you. You'll do terrible things to her if you don't. Terrible things. So, Scars of Dracula is a 1970 British horror film, of course, directed by Roy Ward Baker for Hammer Films. It stars, who else but Big Chris Lee as Count Dracula, <laughs> along with Dennis, I Should Be So Good For You, Minder, Slash, The Sweeney, Waterman, R.I.P. recently, Jenny Hanley, Patrick Troughton, and Michael Gwynn. Although disparaged by some critics, some is generous. <laughs> Including these. The, the, the film does restore a few elements of Bram Stoker's original character and novel. It does. The Count is introduced as an icily charming host. He has command over nature, or some of nature, Ross, to be entirely precise, we're told. And he is seen scaling the walls of his castle. It also gives Lee more to do and say than any other Hammer Dracula film, except his first. Despite being on screen probably only for about three minutes again as per usual <laughs> yeah. uh, more on that in a bit 1958 um uh, any other hammer dracula film except for its first 1958 dracula this film breaks the continuity maintained throughout the previous entries oh no in hammer's dracula film series whereas at the end of the preceding film 
taste the blood of Dracula, the Count met his end in a disused church near London. This film opens with a resurrection scene. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing just thinking about it. <laughs> Set yeah. in Dracula's castle in Transylvania. Although it, they never actually explicitly point out that they're in tra- Transylvania. More on that. No. Yep. With no explanation as to how his ashes or remains got there. Furthermore, in Scars of Dracula, the Count has a servant named Clove, played by former Doctor Who Patrick Troughton. In the third film of the series, Dracula, Prince of Darkness, Dracula has a servant named Clove, this time played by Philip Latham, mm. who appears to be a different character, although identically yes. named. The disruption of continuity caused this, um, the uh, the disruption of continuity caused by Scars of Grac- Dracula reflects the fact that the film was originally told as a possible reboot of the series in the event that Christopher Lee elected not to reprise the role of Dracula. Mm. And as listener Christopher pointed out, it was in fact intended for John Forbes Robertson, who later played Dracula in The Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires. Interesting. Oh, interesting. Although, yeah. once again, I think Christopher Lee's agent probably had something to say about all of this. Yeah. yeah. This right. one day's yeah. work. Please just go. Hey, come on, darling. Come on. <laughs> you are Dracula. Right. Peter Cushing, of course. Notable absentee. Or is he? Because Peter Cushing was asked to appear in this movie. However, due yeah. to conflicting schedules, and not, as I guessed, the death of his wife, his poor wife. He <laughs> she wasn't was dead at that point, but maybe she would she? have been seriously ill. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He recently declined the major role written for him. He was able to carry out a dare set by his good friend, Christopher Lee. Due to a holdup in production in filming of Scream and Scream Again, Peter Cushing was able to spend a day on set filming a brief cameo as a milkmaid for the opening (laughs) village in scene. Which I did not... Wow, that's remarkable. Dracula's resurrection at the beginning of the film is the same footage as Dracula's death from Taste the Blood of Dracula, but simply played in reverse. Backwards, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, um, okay. There's lots Preamble of, I, done. I, I, that's a great Wikipedia entry. Thanks, James. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Beautifully edited uh, Philip, by myself. Yeah, yeah, Philip Latham, I should point out to our listeners, is mm. also... Um, Lord President or President Bruce, or maybe he's not Lord President Bruce, in the Five Doctors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there are Doctor. So there's there's links to Troughton and to um, Philip Latham there. So um, yes, and I remember watching this film with my grandmother. Uh, no, actually, that's wrong. I remember watching the Five Doctors with my grandmother, and all she would say about um, Philip Latham was, "Poor Willie, poor Willie." <laughs> And I presume <laughs> that at some point in the past he had played a character called Paul Willie. Um, so or yeah, she had it, met him in the past. And, yes. uh, this so I, assessment. I, yeah, I don't know if any of our listeners know what what uh, role that was for Philip Latham, where he was Paul Willie. Sure, but, she wasn't um, challenging some some kind of like um, dead sailor or, or called Willie or something. <laughs> Sailor. All right. <laughs> right, anyway, right. So, right before we before we get into this in our our usual way, what yes. struck me was as I watched it, you know, because they they do that thing as films used to do, where you get all the titles at the start. Mm-hmm. Yes. as we know from Hammer, Hammer films, don't expect a coda. <laughs> this film will. Uh, that's my one prediction. I thought this film will just end and yes. lo and behold, yes, yes. Um, but at the start, as it's running through the credits and it, and it gave you the Roman numerals of the film, I thought, yeah. This is 1970. 
Mm. And what I thought was, this is, and I, my first note was, this is the anti-Dracula AD 1972. And bearing in mind that if you think about in terms of production and script writing, there can only have been a year between them working on this and starting on AD 1972. Almost and they are two yeah. wildly different films in a way, really, aren't well, they? In terms of, 72 is like they've just gone, right, we need to update this. Yes. We, you know, we need to bring this into the comic. Whereas this feels almost like a, like a ScriptBot 3000 has written a horror, you know. Like yes. a, it's so by the numbers, <laughs> isn't it? It's remarkably it's by the numbers. They, they, can't, yeah. through. they have injected a little bit of sort of 1976 comedy into it. Well, yeah. more yes. on that in a second. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I've, I've said carry on Dracula yeah. a bit further yeah. down my notes. Um, Confessions of a Vampire Hunter. (laughs) (laughs) It came out the same year, also, James, as Taste Mm. the Blood of Dracula. So, which is a which is a really good film, Mm. Um, and this is a really terrible film. And this Mm. was a kind of double bill with um, the horror, the horror Frankenstein, which is Ralph Bates, which is also a bit of a reboot and has the Mm. same very, very, very low budget. Um, low rent, sex mm. farce kind of feel. Um, they had some falling out with their distributors, so they had a load of their money just pulled out in the last minute as well. Yes. So I think this ah. is one of the reasons why it looks a bit shit. So this was EMI mm. rather than Warner's, was it? Something or something like that. Because like yeah. Warner's did Dracula AD 1972, because I remember the, the old-fashioned Warner logo on the front. The red mm. and black one. Mm. Um, but um, nice. they, I, I did read on Wikipedia this was EMI. Mm. Um, but I think this is the ultimate Nadir of um, or Nadir. What is it, Nadir or Nadir? I always say Nadir. Mm. I'm, I'm, this I'm is the sure ultimate Nadir right. of the entire Hammer catalogue, wow. if not yeah. the entire history of British horror films. <laughs> <laughs> Halfway through, because- I did find myself thinking. Oh my god! I do have fewer summers left ahead of me than I do behind uh, me now. Like, <laughs> yeah, I watched. Come this, on, <laughs> I watched this four times because I couldn't. I what really couldn't fuck? keep awake watching it. And even at the end, you've watched it more times than the director. Exactly. I yeah. <laughs> but like, we're coming to the end. I think it's a. Really, I really like the ending, but there was a point where I was just what? desperately trying to keep what? my eyes open. <laughs> like, uh, this is a good death scene. I want. To, I got. And I just fell asleep. I just couldn't do it. Oh my god! Oh man! Yeah. Shall I man, give man, the man. um? Shall I give the background for this review? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what was that? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, in 1990, as a 12-year-old, uh, I was going to say 12-year-old teenager. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you are when you're 12. Pre-teen. What are you when you're 12? Pre-teen. Pre-teen. Um, Central TV. I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but this is the first one that I saw. Central TV in the summer of 1990, did a Friday night um, sequence of Hammer horror films, which I think was called Friday Night Fright Night. And this was the mm. first one. And this was before we had a VCR. So I had mm. to set my alarm or something to mm-hmm. get up to watch this at like one o'clock in the morning when nobody else was about. The house was as quiet as a mouse or whatever the mm-hmm poem is so this is the first hammer film that i ever saw 32 years ago wow and i stayed up and i also um took pictures off the television screen um with a hawkeye instamatic uh point and click uh i I think you need some i think your next project is reliving that you have to do it at midnight (laughs) with that camera 
That's the last thing I want to relive. Um, you get a distinction for that. So, <laughs> so I managed to um, I managed to get one frame of Christopher Lee when he struck by lightning, uh, and all wow. none of the other none of the other photos t- turned out, which is weird. But um, yeah, so that, that that's basically the background to this. This is the first Hammer film that I ever saw. There was a direct line um, from that night to this night now. Uh, well, there is, yeah, but it's weird that um, I was saying to Hal earlier, I don't know what I thought of it at the time. It was because, just, well, it was just Dracula. You know, it's a it's a stonkingly bad film, isn't it? But mm. we but we were so starved of stuff like this. Like, yes, if it came on, I can remember like a similar thing. Trying to stay up to watch um, Invaders from Mars, the um, yeah. the black and white yeah. one, not the Toby Hooper one, and um, desperately trying to stay up for it. And I think, oh, here it comes, here it comes, and mm. watching the titles, and it was the end because I'd fallen asleep all the way through it and woken up for the end titles. It was like, oh, do, do you? This is a running theme with you. Klepto- do you have a problem? Yeah. Have you got um, catalepsy it? or something? Yeah, that's word. It's not kleptomania. <laughs> that's stealing stuff, isn't it? That's yeah. Stuff. Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever woken up in a tomb with a bell next to you? <laughs> well, well, talking about waking up in a tomb, that's because I, 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 weirdly, I had a feeling that this film might be, I thought, oh, this, this one, I, somehow my intuition told me, I thought all three of us might go, Oh God, this isn't up to much. So at various points, I thought I'd be interested to see if the if the guys have had a similar experience to me in this front. Yeah. So this could end up being slightly confessional. Right. So yes, we're, we're, I'll get onto those points at due course. But do you are you, you going to tell us up? you've woken up in a tomb, James? Not quite. Not quite. No. <laughs> but more on that in a second. I've yes. woken up in in. I've woken up in a Lloyds Bank lobby when you used to be able to hey! use, your, <laughs> use your card in order to get through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you could do that on um, in, uh, on in the Midland Bank on uh, uh, Queen Street in Cardiff, couldn't you? Yeah. You could go in there in the middle of the af- af- before or after Welsh Club. Yeah, yeah. to get a tenner out or fiver. Yeah, yeah. More more on that. So- more on that soon. Yeah. So let's th- so cracking into it. What I thought is all the way throughout, there is perhaps the worst bat effect in yeah. the history of the universe. Yeah, so massive it is, and, and flaps its wings so slowly. It's a, yeah. it's, it's, it's a fat bat. Yeah. It's a, it's a fat bat. It, yeah. it, looks, yeah. it looks less than like a flying rodent and a mouse than like, I, I suppose, like a... A bin bag? <laughs> that. Or meatloaf. And I was going to say like a like a guinea pig. Yeah. It's like a guinea pig with wings. Just vomiting and, blood. Well, and that's yes. the point. I thought, and I just immediately thought of in Elstree, them with this kind of fake bat's head with the blood yeah. oozing out of it and some sort of tech bloke yeah. smoking a fag. Go, yeah. Pull more blood out of his mouth, Dave. <laughs> more blood. More blood. <laughs> yeah, keep going. Um, keep going. The, the blood is just the colour of poster paint, isn't yeah. it? It's yeah, not it is. Even, it's really like, poor straight away. It's not a Kensington gore as it's meant to be known in the industry, even though I've never heard mm. anyone use that phrase. <laughs> it just looks like badly badly stirred poster paint. The film opens with the worst map painting I think I've yes. ever seen of a castle which looks like it's literally painted with fingers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And I can't... I know that they made these films very quickly and they were kind of just released wham, 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 like that. But mm. they literally would sign off anything at all, wouldn't they? <laughs> uh, and that is what surprises me because the director of this was known for A Night to Remember, which is the first film about the Titanic. Or, or the, mm. Oh, yeah. Beside, I don't know if it's the first film. 
but it's the most well-known film besides yes. Titanic, Titanic of the mm. sinking of the Titanic. It's a very good film. I think Kenneth Moore is in it. And then obviously he, he rocked up, uh, rocked up, washed up, <laughs> uh, filming crap like this. Um, mm. And you wonder what, you know, did he just have bills to pay or? <laughs> it, was all a, it was just a job. Yes, yes. Before people got paid ridiculous amounts of money. Um, yes. So you you open with a terrible map painting and then some poster paint on a cake. As <laughs> as as a ginormously fat bat vomits blood yes. onto this, you know, poster of, paint. Yeah, yeah. On, you know, on, onto this flat surface, and then miraculously. Dracula is reborn. Yeah. Yes. Which, as we've established, just you said, it, and I didn't realise that, but it's just his death sequence replaying back. Reverse. <laughs> yes. Good grief. Um, and then when he does, when he is up and rocking, uh, rocking around again, I've just written down, Big Chris Lee looks totally nonplussed about resurrection. Yeah. Yes. I know he's supposed to be an otherworldly character to a certain degree, but bearing in mind, he's just literally like, be, like come back from beyond. He's just like... Yes. I think this is his just worst no emotion whatsoever. This oh. is by far his worst performance as the Count because he's got a totally white face. Oh, he, that's my, yeah. this is my favourite look of him. <laughs> I, I think I'm just waiting for Ross to go. Oh, if ever we do a convention <laughs> no, of general witch finders, I'll dress up <laughs> yeah, yeah. like this. Yeah, no, yeah. but I, I like his look on this. Almost like blue, um, blue yeah. at some point. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think he looked really cool in this one. <laughs> A bit like a really piss poor, like glam rock kind yeah, of I like that. star. <laughs> um, so yeah, straight away you realise. Well, if you're me, basically you realise that they've dispensed with continuity. Yes, and so all the other films have had a quite a shaky continuity, but there has been continuity. This one straight away, you're just like, what on earth is happening? Um, and then you have the night, the titles which start with quite a nice kind of mixture of typefaces and a man on a lovely sunny day. Really hot carrying, sunny day, yeah. Yeah, carrying a dead woman um, with some uh, really quite nice music from James Bernard or Bernard. I never know which way it's pronounced, um, which I think does lift the film. So he did the music for the original Dracula and the original Curse of oh. Frankenstein. So he's a bit of a hammer stalwart and he does a very good job in this. It lifts it from the utter kind of tripe that it is. When we go um, to the pub and we meet the, our, our favourite um, landlord, uh, as seen in The Reptile. What, Michael now, Ripper? Yeah. Michael Ripper, who yeah. is absolutely... Straight away, I was like, oh, of course, I recognise that man. Yet again, the yeah. sideboards are back and what have you. Yeah. Did we mention last time his utterly magnificent CV. His oh, body of work. His, so, his, his CV is immense, yes. It is incredible. Because as, as you know, we were watching, I took a look at that. He must have lived in a palace for the amount of money he must <laughs> have work. been paid. Just, yeah. just seeing that he's in a number of our kind of touchstones from our youths in many ways. Mm. Number one, he was in an episode of Minder with Dennis Waterman. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. He was in um, an episode of Home to Roost. Yeah. Yeah. And then for us, Ross, he was in, he was a teacher in Gruy. Do you remember Gruy? No way. Yeah. The the kind of schoolboy. He ended up being lots of stuff to get the the guy who was Gruy, wasn't he? Yeah. And then the last thing that he did was he was in The Bill in 1996. But yeah, you know, he has been in a huge amount of stuff. A proper British character actor. 
Yeah. Pro- probably, I like to think, drove something like a, a nice Mercedes or a Jensen Interceptor. The or cars something. of Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> and. Because he could Ross... have afforded the best, really, couldn't he? Oh, absolutely. He was constantly yeah. in work. Ross, he was also yeah. in Sammy's Super T-shirt, the Children's Film Foundation oh, film. Wow. I, I, I do love it. <laughs> I that one. I would like, yes. to, do, I would like to do a Children's Film Foundation Deep podcast. dive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, something I noticed, it, was, it looked incredibly hot and sunny that day. But they, All yes. the time. Yeah, but they cut to the um, the inside of the pub and he's loading up probably about... He's the, stoking the fire. The 12th log on the most <laughs> yeah. enormous roaring fire in the... <laughs> fire. That's what I wrote yeah. down as well. Maybe he's trying to keep some evil spirit from descending down the chimney because they're a very superstitious lot, aren't they? So which part um, do we think uh, Peter Cushion was offered to play? Do you reckon it was the priest? Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That, yeah, that's, yeah. that seems right. Um, Michael um, Gwynn is in um, Revenge of Frankenstein, which I think is the mm. second Frankenstein film and is up there with the best Frankenstein one. So we should... Re- <laughs> so we should do that one at some point because that's a really okay. good proper horror film yeah. with proper production values uh, I lighting do, I do the, the, the it will be the Dave Prowse one I think <laughs> and <laughs> just, just so we can say the two dubious stories about Dave Prowse again yeah. right? uh, I've, I've just put the, the, the vicar not only has he got remarkable ears but his hair yeah. is so voluminous his hair is fabulous it's, isn't it it's, it's virtually got its own postcode hasn't it yeah. it's massive <laughs> all the way throughout so the, the, it's got its own credit. So this is the oh. vicar who who is pretty much like we shouldn't go and kill Dracula because that'd be no. violent. So we shouldn't be doing violence. <laughs> Come on, lads. Yeah, my brother, my brother, my yes, my brother. Yeah, I'll wait here. Yeah, does he wait yeah. somewhere? He never quite yeah. goes there, does he? Not until later. No, on. no, no, no. So, I, so, so he stops and offers prayers by uh, yes. a. Uh, by a small shrine yeah. to Mary, <laughs> yeah. which is strange. So they all yes. they all stomp off up to the castle. With a very mm-hmm. small cart, yeah. with a few, with, with very few twigs on it, yeah, and some barrels, um, which which come will come into play later on. But and then they hide in. Yes, is magnificent. The big room. Michael yeah. Ripper goes up to the front of the castle, bangs on the gate, trout and opens up like yeah. the, like the spy hole, and he yeah. says, "Open up!" And, I've and, and he's like, you. "Go on, open up." He, he just basically says, go on, open up to him. And then he goes, oh, yeah, as John says, I've got something for you. And that does the trick. I'm on my own. And he's, yeah. they were hiding behind the, the, the rocks. Which Aspects be- of this really made me think of the two Ronnies. Or, <laughs> thank you, or a low, a low. Yeah. Yes. Because it, That's you, you'd have a scene like that in a low, a low, wouldn't you? And the, the door would open and it would be like, what was the camp? Was he the camp one who had his little tank? Uh, no, that was Gruber. Von Smallhouse <laughs> yeah. was like the small Gestapo man who was who was like the mini me to um uh yes. hair flick. He would have opened yes. the slit. Yeah. No, but no, um, he was played no, by no, somebody no. else entirely different. For one series, what the hair flick <laughs> would have opened the top one and then Von Smallhouse yeah. would have opened a small <laughs> one <laughs> lower down. <laughs> That's already better than this film. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you go up to a castle and to attack the castle, you knock on the door and alert yeah. people to the fact that you're actually there. Yeah. And then they open the door and then you just run in. This is what happened in Sharanka um, <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. Uh, well, I was about to say, forget your Trojan horses. Uh, yeah. You see, the, you know, the Trojans could have saved themselves a lot of time and money. You just Michael yeah. <laughs> yeah, just get Michael <laughs> But the other thing that I thought was, yes, I know it's all matte painting and what have you, but one of my questions was, number one, 
when is this happening? Yeah. What year is this taking place? Number two, where yeah. the hell is this happening? And now, Ross, yeah. you putting in the thing at the start that it's supposed to be in Romania. I've been to Romania. And all I'm yeah. going to say is that it doesn't go super flat like that. And then yeah. suddenly like a mountain. Yeah. And, 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 and it's, it's in a very a very short um, coachway from another country, which um, we talk about in a bit as well. Oh, um, there's, man. There's no, yeah, sen- <coughs> there's no sense of location. No. And there's no sense of time. And I'll come on to this later. A particular mm. location, because from the script and what they do, none of it matches up and none of it no. kind of makes sense. No. And this is the first, um, this is the first of two incidents of um, um, Troughton easily being just pulled through a door. But it's the- <laughs> A bit, people being able to sort of storm the castle. <laughs> um, so, the, but this the is angry- the first time that I've ever seen him spit at someone. Yeah. Ooh. Which I was quite oh, shocked wow. to see Pat, Pat Trotton spit at Michael Ripper. I was like, oh, God, that's, that's, that is shocking. Um, what's the word? Um, ver, 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 what is the word? Vervoid. <laughs> no. Um, Visceral. visceral. That is visceral, visceral. to see nice. Patrick Trouton, the second Doctor Who, spit at Michael Ripper. Yeah, you wouldn't really... s- see um, John Pertwee do that, would you? <laughs> no, no, it leaves a nasty taste in your mouth. It yeah. really does. Well, maybe that's why um, he's fat. So, yeah. so if we should point out that the, the angry village people, uh, not, that, not those village people. Not. <laughs> that, that would not, be a really not, good not, tribute not, band. Not Casablanca Records one, recording. Say MCA. <laughs> Join the fucking navy. <laughs> Decide In the fucking you know, army. <laughs> so they've decided they need to kill Dracula, and but rather than going for the the traditional find his body, drive stake through heart, they just yeah, like garlic. just set fire to the gaff. Yeah, yeah just set fire to, the castle. to it. Yeah, so we get don't even make sure that it's actually burning properly. There's a point properly. where he picks up one of his little barrels, chucks it against the door, and then it just bounces and off sh- and rolls away, and then. <laughs> Uh, and the, the, there's a great shot of that matte painting with like flames over the top of it yes, as well. It's just, yes, it's... But, and the flames are like the flames that you get when you just lit one um, fire lighter, and yeah. it's just like one flame coming yeah. out. Yeah. Coming out that, the shot. that is what they filmed. They didn't even bother to wait until it was like properly on get some fire. decent scale on it or anything. <laughs> yeah. But if Dracula would have come to harm, he's saved by the alarm clock, which is the return of the fat bat. Yeah, talking a, to him. Talking to him, I was just basically just squawking him awake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which we don't but, see, but, but it's, it's kind of inferred. But, but they keep making out. out. So, and this is something mm. which get, and all the articles have read about this, it, that the, yeah. the big deal is that Dracula has a, a room which is inaccessible and it's made of cool. so yeah. fireproof yeah. and no, you can only get through it through a window. Yeah. So, so that, is, that is like the big um, innovation of, of Castle Dracula okay. design this time. Yes. But to me, it came across as a bat puppet talking to Dracula and saying, you'll never guess what they're fucking doing now. <laughs> they're burning the fucking castle down. Yeah. And Clove has done nothing. Fucking Clove. He's just there. He's let them in. I told so, you he's no good. They, they, they all head off home and I've just put, well done, everyone. Efficient destruction. Everyone seems very, <laughs> very pleased with their night's work. They, However, they've told the women of the village to shelter inside the church while the destruction yeah. has been going on. yeah. And yeah. then, oh my God, horror of horrors. They get back only to find yeah. that every single woman, even the crones, yeah. even the old ladies, <laughs> yeah. have been attacked and killed. Bothered to death Savaged. by bats. Yeah. Well, then more on that. Like, well, yeah. the, the, same bat, I, the same bat, they keep um, 
filming swooping coming out, out swooping out again and again. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, that, that was me even, line out, yeah. So there's a massive crucifix on the altar. There's even a woman hanging over the top of the crucifix. Yeah. And you think, yeah. how the hell did, did a, a bat, bat carry that. her up there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm lifting her up yes. her arms. It's very that reminiscent part. of... Um, the uh, Midnight Mass on, on Netflix, which is an excellent yes. TV series, um, well, which I highly oh, no. recommend. But um, it's um, it's very like Italian horror, isn't it? It's very mm. gory. It's much more gory than anything else that you see in a Hammer film, really. Eyes blobbing. There's out. like yeah, there's eyes hanging out, and there's people have been flayed to death, and yeah, so that's quite shocking in itself. Sort of um, you see in like the London Dungeon or something, isn't it? Oh. Yes, mm. but then when you look at later scenes, you're like. When did this happen? Mm. Why doesn't everyone in the village mention that this has happened? Was there no investigation? Um, <laughs> there's, there's no, there's no like comeback for this this terrible thing happening, is there? And it's no. like, mm. did it Just happen months ago? Did it happen years ago? Or did it happen yesterday? Because you cut then straight to this well, party oh, scene with an amazing trans- transition of pouring blood onto the uh, onto the candles, which then cut to <laughs> yes. red candles on someone's birthday cake, don't they? Yes. Mm. And yes, here are some do. people unrelated to this whole plot yeah. so far. An- annoying party people. Yeah. Straight away, as soon as you meet the kind of um, main uh, leads of the film, you're just like, these are annoying. Yeah. I yes. just want to stay with the villagers that are just like. Dead. Yeah. <laughs> is she a Bond um, girl? But this, um, it's, it's Jenny just, Hanley. Yeah, I think there's two. One Bond of them is a TV this. presenter. One of them is a I TV think, presenter from Magpie. I think was. Jenny. Yeah, Jen, Jenny Hanley went on to present Magpie and some other things for for kiddies. So I never 70s. never saw Magpie, but I had lots of Magpie no, annuals. Yes. And Anushka Hempel. In, I'm looking into it today. Anushka Hempel, amazing name, is now an interior designer. Mm. <laughs> is she? <laughs> She's still with us, James. She should go on changing rooms. Well, we'll come back to changing rooms in a second. (laughs) Incidentally, incidentally, I found out last night that Dick Clement and Ian Lafrenet are still alive. Yeah. (laughs) Can you believe that? And they've probably been commissioned for a new 12-part sitcom on on BBC One. (laughs) Well, I was reading about Never Say Never Again, and they were employed by Sean Connery to to script doctor it. And they were they were on set doing it literally as it was being filmed day by day to yeah. try and like pull pull the script into some kind of shape. Sure, I think I should smack her on the face. <laughs> Do some jokes. <laughs> no, I think um, well, let's pull back on the smacking. Um, uh, um. Sure. Speaking I, of which, um, Tiff- all my research is it Dennis Tiffany Blood. <laughs> Yeah, talking of wife Peter. Yeah, yeah, Dennis Waterman's in this film. Exactly, and um, that's all I got um, for all my research is Dennis Waterman, which is like uh, him trying to uh, defend the fact that sometimes you get in an argument with women, and they might they might be cleverer than you, and uh, they yeah. can come up for an argument quicker you can, and you just have to slap them because um, you, oh my God. What, is this Rula Lenska? Uh, it was yes. his first so, wife, I think. So I think, right. I think it was Rula Lenska as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think he was known as being a famously n- nice chap. No, um, and and I think in later life his face had the miserable demeanor of someone who was very unhappy. Yeah, hmm. let's, say, let's put that out there. Yeah, so <laughs> let's let's leave it to Hannah Waterman, his daughter, to respond to this. <laughs> Sorry, Hannah, if you listen. To it is, it is, Hannah Waterman. Waterman. It is one yeah. of those. Um, you, you look back at some of the people who are famous, like yeah. really, fa- like that had years of success. And it's like, yeah, they're ugly, yeah, not very nice people. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, uh, you know, 
not particularly good actors. You feel like, yeah. Wh- why were they so famous? Why were they much loved? You know, because yes. he was in the Sweeney. Yeah. He could kick in the door yeah. in the Sweeney with John Thor yeah. and shout, "Get your trousers on your necks." Yeah. I would say it was TV's most famous ginger person, wasn't it? He okay. is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. In, in case you haven't seen it, his album cover is absolutely <laughs> magnificent. That picture of him reclining. Mm outside in a field on a hot day and you think for a ginger guy that's very dangerous <laughs> it doesn't look like he's wearing any sunblock i've got his single somewhere i've got um oh. i i could be so good for you i yes. should be so good for you whatever it's called. i could be so good good for you, for you. i can help even you. help you breathe yeah like i got to number three in the charts yeah Did it really? believe... what kept it off number one oh, i don't know let's have a look. yeah let's find that out okay let's uh, find that out so, um, yeah, so anyway, he comes on. He's got horrible floppy hair. Mm. He looks a bit of a fop. Um, We're told he's a student. You're told he's a student. And then mm. Jenny Hanley's there. She's quite pretty, but she's not very mm. charming or kind of interesting in this film. Then you meet the brother, Paul, um, oh, who is oh, the Paul. most annoying book that I've ever seen. Yes. He's one of the me. sexiest men alive. Any woman he meets... <laughs> And, and this, it, this was my thought. Go, go on, go on, John. Carry on. <laughs> well, that, that's the central conceit of any sex comedy in the sixties or seventies, isn't it? That the people that that play these Lotharios are, are creepy, mm. <laughs> very average-looking men in in as you see later on red wife fronts. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because that is very much the um, the Austin Powers thing, isn't it? Is that yes. you know, he's supposed to be like this this really sexy guy? Yeah. But, but yeah, because as I was watching it, I was like. Who cast him? Who went, right, okay, now we need a lady killer in this. Yeah. Let's get someone who looks like yeah. he works at Allied Carpets. That so, is, you know. Yeah. Not your that, Cary that's, that's who he, Yeah. Not your, you know, your, your George Lazenby or your, you know. So we meet him in and, bed with a woman, don't we? Yes. Uh, yes, uh, we do. With, they, they, they play some sort of like carry on sex music. Um, oh, to know, this, yeah. is, this is funny and it's sexy. Yeah. yeah. And, and he's described... He's described as an oversexed young puppy. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've written down. I thought, oh. Um, there's a bit, where, when we first meet them, though, there's a bit where the woman describes it as being early when we've already seen that the, the, the previous scene is in the evening. Yeah, it was confusing. And it, none, it just, mm. none of it makes sense. And, uh, what, uh, what, only what about when he, he knew what time piece? it was is because the bells were ringing. And then he worked out that it was yes, nine in the he, evening. he counted the mm. bells and then it's nine o'clock at night. But that's not early, is it? It's just bizarre. What kept him mm. off number one, Cleves? Have you I'm found still out? looking it up now. I'm still right. What up. year would it have been? 1980. Early... It was 1980. It was uh, it was the 28th of October 1980. It got to number three. Shaky. So I'm just looking yeah. to see. Shaky. I think madness. <laughs> uh, I, I yeah. Keep talking. I will. Yeah. Right. Keep okay. talking. The one thing um, that I noticed that I thought was really weird is that when he's yeah. fleeing, when he's fleeing yeah. from the Burgermeister, whoever, you know, whose daughter he's been away with, yeah. he Awful. does this, which I, which I thought was one of the weirdest things. Again, I'm sorry, dear listener, that yeah. you won't be able to do this, but he blows the kiss. He doesn't do what I will now describe as the traditional for me blowing kiss gesture, which is to place yeah. several of your fingers in front of your mouth yeah. and, then blow, yeah. and then kind of move your hand away. He puts yeah. one... In, he puts his index finger to his lips. Yeah. And then kind of points at yeah. I'm like, what? what's that? Well, well yeah. Craig what? Charles used to do with two fingers, didn't he? Yeah, two fingers. I remember that's, that. That's Great all right. Fingers, yes. but, but then it, it was the one finger and point, Ross, that turns into a point. I it's, it's it, a bit it, glitter, it, it that, me, isn't it? Yeah. It, made, yeah, it made me feel dirty, I won't lie. Yeah, this is... Um, <laughs> 
And this is where they have the, the comedy that she um, he, he's accused of rape, which is a really, yes. f- really fun, f- funny yeah. thing to do. <laughs> mm. it, it's, it's told too much, and it's just not very good. Um, so then he goes to the party in his wig. Mm. Has he taken a photo of her and he's broken the picture in the frame? Yeah, yeah. Because my DVD was scratched at that point and it skipped yeah. over it, so I couldn't tell what's happening. And, and, and when we the, say her, we mean the the, blo- the the blonde lead, whatever it is. Yes, Jenny Hanley. I can't remember the, who's Dennis Waterman's. De- who's yeah, Dennis Waterman's girlfriend. Although that's not yes, clear. No, it's, yeah, it's, it's not, not very clear. And she's no. very very dubbed in this film, isn't she? So yeah. everything she says yeah. is like, oh, it's very frightful. And oh dear me, how awful. Um, mm. So he tries to escape. By escaping, he jumps through a window and then goes, falls into the, through the roof of a carriage, which yeah. then runs off. But then you see the carriage running along with a totally intact roof. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then just by chance, this carriage takes him to um, the village where we've just seen the massacre of the innocents in the church. But there's no there's no kind of impression of time passing, is there's there? Got, yeah, it doesn't say yeah. ten years later or anything like that no. on the screen. Yeah, but no. so you just so but but let's just go back a bit. So he's in the middle of a city when this happens. Mm. Yes, falls into mm. the top of a, a carriage, and that manages to run out through out through the city, the city through yeah. the woods. Through- through the border to another, yeah. into another country, into another village, pa- past past the guard tower, yeah, and exactly. yeah. Point. yeah, where they fire at him and missed. Yeah, it's just like it's like um, you know, Timothy Dalton um, on on the um, on the cello case on uh, what do you call it, yes. uh, Living Daylights, Living Daylights, yes. Yeah. But also, um, while he's while this is happening, he's replaced by a stuntman who looks like the elderly Eric Idle with a really blonde wig on, <laughs> and it's obvious that it's a totally different bloke. Um, I, I, I'd also noted down. Did we think, did guys, did you think that this was the same carriage Hammer saving a bit of few quid that they used yeah. at the start of Dracula AD nineteen seventy two? Almost, certainly. I thought it looked very Almost similar. It probably yeah. used some of the same footage some, at some point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so oh, the music at the start of Dracula AD 1972 is brilliant. Oh, it's permanently in my head. It's also at the beginning of every episode of our podcast. Isn't it? No, I know that. <laughs> so Paul, and now yeah. this is my note for, for us to talk about is I've, not, I've put down that that Paul is basically at this point he's a stray man. We, we, yeah. He basically attempts to get in. He's out after dark, and yeah. he's literally got nowhere to stay. He tries to beg his way into the inn, where yeah, the inn, which has now got this this kind of uh, you know like attractive new barmaid working there. Yeah, and Bordy. basically, yeah, he, he talks his way into her pants in thirty seconds by basically saying, "I've got nowhere to stay." And I was going to go, guys, have you ever found yourself out late <laughs> at night with just like? <laughs> I haven't actually got anywhere to stay because I thought, I reckon that's happened to me about three times in my life. And it's always the weirdest <laughs> feeling. It's normally you've missed the last bus or last train home. You may be somewhat the worse for refreshing alcoholic beverages, but you yeah. suddenly find, because my one was that when I was when I did my teacher training, I did it. Yeah. Uh, I did it through University of Southampton, and which was great fun. Really, really enjoyed going up there. So you'd go up there a couple of days a week in between your teaching mm-hmm. practice. Trust me, mm-hmm. people, this is going somewhere, this story. 
And I made friends with some of the people who actually, uh, you know, on the course, who actually lived in Southampton. And towards the end of the course, I think roughly this sort of time of the year, they said, yeah. right, we're, we're going to go out in Southampton and we're going to have a few drinks. And, you know, yay, you know, kind of finish the season. I thought, great, fantastic. And yeah. I was then sort of got to where they lived, parked up there. And then they said, hey, come and get in a car with us and drove us to an entirely different bit of Southampton I had no knowledge of whatsoever. <laughs> the night then descended into what I can only describe as drunken farce, featuring too many drinks yeah. and shots being had. And then me finding that um, a couple of them had gone off somewhere else that I didn't want to go to, as I seem to recall. And then me going, well who's driving us back into the middle of town? And someone going, there isn't anyone to drive us into the middle of town. I thought, oh, Christ, that, I'm not 100% sure where my car is or where these people live in relation to this. I'm not entirely sure where I am because even at the time of Google Maps, I think I was too drunk to even operate a phone correctly by this point. And I thought, I'm just going to have to wander Southampton. Yeah. And that's what happened. Oh, I was a stray man. And all I can remember is getting up to, and the first thing that I noticed was, Oh, this is by I'm by the big cargo point in Southampton that you often see from the train in yeah. case anyone's got gone through. And I was like, because that's I've the big kind of cargo lifters. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I suddenly realised I'm about six miles away from where I need to oh. be, and I have no money for either taxi or anything like that. <laughs> and so I was just like. I'm just going to keep walking. And I think I got back at the end of the day about four in the morning and had to just sleep in the back of my car like a tram. <laughs> that, was my, that was my stray man, like Paul story. Yeah. Uh, it's never happened to me because I've only really? ever been... Te- well, I've just... I've always been driving other people home at the mm. end of the night, usually. So... Yeah, that makes sense. As a... as a Going out with a non-driver, it's always... Or... Um, mm. Yeah, I've always... Just driven to places, and then thought Sensible. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna fucking drive home. I've woken yeah. up rather than of, I've woken up in lots of weird places. <laughs> <laughs> I knew Ross had had the Trump card. Yeah, yeah. we know that, Cleves. Yeah. We know that, Cleves. In, in your pajamas and the straw hat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Face down on my own second pool park. <laughs> Club if or back yeah. that one side. Yeah, yeah. actually yeah. fell asleep in, in the, the toilets. Yeah. <laughs> so yes that was the only one of the only things that really struck me in this film was i remember what it's like to be a stray man but I, i've never had to please with a with yeah. a comely barmaid slash no you know peasant girl to allow yeah. me to sleep on the floor of their their pub but i was thinking that she she must have been like they must have brought women into the village because all the women yes. have died all the women said, have died yeah, yeah up until this point hmm. so so she, has she not asked where all the women are? There's so many questions that this picture, <laughs> or what, I sound old-fashioned calling it a picture. There's so many um, things that this film brings up, which it doesn't answer. And it's like the questions it brings up are more interesting than the, the narrative it actually follows. Because um, then he's kicked out the pub by Michael Ripper. And then mm. he's, he's walking through a wood. And he sees another carriage, and he's like, "I'm, wow. I'm going to get in this carriage yeah. and go to sleep." Sensible. Who yeah. would do that? Yeah, well, you wouldn't get but- in a carriage and go to sleep. So anyway, yes, he. But he's not drunk at this point. He's not even meant to be drunk, is he? And then Clove turns up carrying a dead deer, mm. um, and then they just drive off, and it's like, what? <laughs> like James says, it's like literally like a computer has written this script, and then yeah. no. 
there's been no human interaction to check whether it makes sense. Yeah, listen, well, how do we get him to the castle now then? Well, maybe he just yeah. gets, in, gets into the tro- um, thing. Yeah, maybe there's and just another when, carriage there. When he gets into the castle, he then is yeah. then introduced to Dracula, who bold as brass. I'll just put no yeah. messing. He just goes, he doesn't pretend to be somebody else. He just goes, hello, I'm Dracula. Yeah. Which I thought was quite weird for these films. Oh, and then he acts as if he knows who Dracula is. So, yes. So that was interesting. Mm. Yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. And he gets the fear at that point. So he meets Tanya who mm-hmm. is the kind of Anuska Hempel, um, what would you say she is, kind of? She's a, she's a bride. I was going to say she's a bride of Dracula, yeah, isn't yes, she? She's yes. But what I said was that she touches him at one point and feels that he's cold, but aren't vampires always meant to be cold anyway? Cold, so yeah. yeah. It's just like there's no kind of feel for continuity, is there? And she's like, oh, you're cold, then stand by the fire. And then Dracula comes in and he's like, all right. <laughs> All right. Hello. Very, very brightly lit room as well, isn't it? It's the most underwhelming kind of entrance for Dracula to come it's into just this. There. Hello. This this um well castle. Lit. That, yeah, this really brightly lit castle that's meant to have been burnt down, like whenever it was burnt down. Um, um, yeah, because just, I, and he then it. says. Oh, you must stay with us. You must stay here. And the room they yes. take him into, I've put interior design by Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen. Yeah. <laughs> it's, lots, it's, of, lots of red curtains. It's cur- insane. Yeah. There's lots of red yes. curtains, curtain swirly. Yeah. Kind of. And I did like, oh, do you like what we've done with the place? I had to redesign it after a bunch of peasants tried to burn me down, burn me alive. Andy, Andy. 
Andy Andy did it all. <laughs> and MDF Where is he now? Yeah. Um, so that's the first sinister part then in the film, and probably the only sinister part, when Dracula mm. says, um, this isn't Kleinenberg. And the guy says, yes. how do you know him from Kleinenberg? Kleinenberg? And I was like, wow, suddenly for a second, there's just a glimpse of a film where you're like, oh, how does he know he's from Kleinenberg? But then straight away, it just disappears again. Because yep. he goes, never refer I mean, to what again. No, what happens then? He goes to his room. He's locked in his mm. room. Then Tanya turns up in a negligee and it's like, love me, love me. And, and yeah, I was just yeah. like, whoa, this is fucking awful. <laughs> and, but the next, and of course, because he's an absolute shagger, this guy. He's not, yeah, he's not as much for shit. I was about to say, not quite as top, top for me as Chris Lee in this film. Chris Lee starts putting it about <laughs> quite a lot. But he has got quite big, a lot of big shagger energy. And then yeah. what I've put down here is Dracula is extremely inconsistent on his vampiric rules. But yes. the next morning, he is livid to find yeah. out that she's had sex yeah. with him. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's like, Dracula, this is exactly what you do, mate. Yes. What, what, what do you expect her to do? And he's pretty she's much saying, when, when she came in, you said, take him to the room. You know? Take him. Yes. Yeah, you sort him out. And then, and then he goes also... absolutely mad and stabs her. Just because... Yeah. Oh, you've done you've done the thing that, that <laughs> you fulfilled the purpose which I have but given it, you. How dare I'm sure you? at that point as well, you've already seen the sunrise. Yeah. And so I was like, <laughs> what the hell is going on? She's a vampire. The sunrise, then Dracula comes in, then you hear a cock crow, and then yeah. it, then oh, Dracula's disappeared. It just none of it makes sense, does it, at all? Oh, we should point out that he that after Dracula stabs her to death for mm, having the mm, temerity to have sex with him, mm, is that he then tries to attack Big Chris Lee in yeah. his red pants. And in his red white pants, Don't yeah. try and wrestle Big Chris Lee in your pants. No, especially, if he's, got, well. especially if he's got a dagger on him, you know. He's, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I, I thought that was quite good. I, I liked um, seeing Dracula kill someone with a knife rather than just go straight for the neck. That was Why? quite vicious. <laughs> I liked it. It was just interesting. Okay. Okay, All right. let's go for the top ten on the on the highest chart position of um, I could be so good for you. I... Okay, good. Okay, so yeah, go on. Oh, this is why people listen to this. Box. Yeah, and also yeah, there's a, there's a link 10. to our number ten that week. The Earth Does yes. Screaming by UB40, which is oh, amazing. There we go. It, it's all all connected. Um, then we had uh, Banana Republic by the Bootam Rats. Uh, oh, then we have Just Like yeah. Starting Over by John Lennon at number 8 uh, Celebration no by Calling the Gang at number 7 Whoa! Uh, down, from, down from number 3 to number 6 Run in Love by Barbara Streisand uh, nice. Staying at number 5 Fashion David Bowie Whoa, uh, Fashion Move to the left, left. Fashion <laughs> Up to number 4 we have Never Knew Love Like This Before by Stephanie Mills and number three, oh. um, up one place from last week, I could be so good for you with Dennis Waterman. Yes, wow, uh, it's peak, chart peak. And now coming up to the the, the so last week's number one is the tide. It's number two is the tide is high by Blondie, which means we have an all new number one, Super Trooper by Abba. Oh, no wonder. No, Super Trooper, please come find me. 
I was sick and tired of everything When I called you last night from Tesco I know it's Glasgow, everyone. Please don't write But I always sing Tesco. I don't know why. It's Well, he was up there with some... Some heavyweights. Oh, that's amazing. Some yeah. That there, week... Which really... That, um, he, yeah. he outsold Bowie saying, We are the goons... We are the Goon Squad and we're coming to town. Beep, beep. Beep, beep. We are the Goon Squad and we're coming to town. Was that Blondie's last number one as well, potentially? I It might have been Blondie's last number one because I'm not sure they, because after that they had The Hunter, which wasn't the best received album. So they might have had Call Me after. I don't know where Call Me came. That was 1980 as well. I just had to have a look. I just wanted to see what the highest position for If I Had a Hammer by Handy Andy was. It was his peak position was number 87 in the charts in 1999. Wow. I remember when he was the face of WD-40 for quite a long time. He was on the cam. Imagine me in the face of water dispersal <laughs> number forty. If that's if you don't know, listener, that's what it stands for. It's oh. the fortieth water dispersant they tried to create. Ah. Okay, how many UK number ones did Blondie ever have? Five, I'd say. Um. All right, hold on. Heart glass, Sunday girl, um, beneath the knee, uh, t- tide is high. Uh, I'd, I'd say five, six. Whoa. Oh really? Yeah, you can ask Go me. On, ask me what they are now, aren't you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's have a look. So, let's have a look. Uh, Heart of Glass, Biggest. Sunday yeah, Girl, classic. Yeah. Atomic, Call Me. Oh, atomic. Of course, Atomic. Uh, the tide is high. Yeah. And yeah. uh, um, Maria. Oh, oh really? Yeah, so that was their last number one, John. Of course, 1999. Yes, there we go. How interesting. So there was a big gap between... Wow, that's interesting, isn't it? I 19 bought that years. single. I, I yes, I did. That. that was a good song. <laughs> anyway, meanwhile, back in the um, 1970s, yeah. Yeah. Um, what we find is Paul attempts to escape doesn't he? Mm. And yes. the map painting that they're very, very fond of, which is the <laughs> oh my shot God. of looking uh, outside looking of the down, window. Yeah, 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 yeah. Down. And once again, despite the fact they never established that this, apart from the map painting, there's yeah. nothing that suggests this, this castle is up high. No, not, no. not, 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 not from the entrance. One, the entrance no, is just nothing. like, in a woods, you walk up to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's no escalation up to the, anyway, never mind. Right. No so incline, he then yeah. kind of, uh, he ties together a number of the Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen sheets. It's squeaky sails down. Ball now, isn't it? Yes. Um, kind of ab sails down to the next mm. open window, which is mm. Dracula's doorless room and crypt. Mm. Yeah. And he, and uh, very uh, conveniently and helpfully, Dracula's coffin says Dracula. <laughs> Just in case you're not sure. By the way, guys. Big yeah. D. And I did, I did think when he went into that room. He wasn't bothered that there was a coffin in there for ages. He was just looking around. <laughs> around. You noticed it. Yeah. Didn't make, uh, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I just imagine him saying to Patrick Troughton, is there any chance you could put a brass plaque with my name on it? Yeah. <laughs> but, but master, 
We all know who you are. But still, a nice touch. So he must then be, again, I guess, you know, he must be people have personalised number plates, don't they? Yeah, he must so, have been bricked up in there then, wasn't he? Because otherwise, that would have all had to come in through the window. <laughs> <laughs> I love how we're thinking this yeah. out. Yeah. 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 Thinking ahead. So he is then trapped within Castle Dracula and the rest of the film pivots to the the attempt to locate him and rescue it. Yes. Yes. Right. So first of all, Um, we get the two kind of police officers turn up. The comedic policemen. I I had high hopes for comedic policemen, but um they're not very comedic, are they? Yeah, yeah. You just want them... You just need something in this film to kind of thread it together. And nothing really threads it together because it's Mm. not a comedy, even though it tries comedy. It's not a real slasher movie, even though it tries that kind of giallo, Mm. kind of um, Italian, Mm. kind of mad horror. Mm. Um, And these two policemen are shitheads, aren't they? Yeah. They are. Um, One of them, it turns out, is... An absolute, you know, uh, like, like like Mr. Ripper, an absolute stalwart yeah. of British TV. And most recently, so it's the copper the one on the left, just in case anyone's watching. Oh, really? Uh, the, so the copper, yeah, yeah. He, um, the last thing he was in was Rise of Skywalker. He was no the, way! Yes! He's, he's, he's one of the first order officers in Rise of Skywalker. How old Good is he? Speed in, have a look. Yeah, but have a look. One second. Let, let, let me go That's to amazing. my movie. I, I don't want one yeah. moment. Um, James, what do you think of um, Anakin or whatever it's called? Not Obi-Wan. Anakin. Um, Obi Wan. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. Oh, really? Okay. I, I, I thoroughly. Oh, I, thoroughly I need to give it, it a yeah. go. But I, um, it gets it. The first episode is really good. It gets better and better. Mm. The last two episodes are superb for me. Oh, okay, but, great. You know that's yeah. that, that. I really enjoyed them, but I'm very much the target market. Okay, so he's Richard Durden. Yes. Right, um, and he. So, if you want to look at, he was also in the 1989 Batman film. <laughs> he is the guy who is directing the yes. cosmetics TV ad that the Joker makes when you find out that. You know, anyway, yeah. If, if you can ever remember that, um, but also he's got a very he was also uh, in, memorable face. He has. He was also in. From Paris with love with John Travolta. <laughs> so he has been he's been absolutely in so many things. Um, he was in uh, an episode of Poldark, the redo. I can't of, believe of he was in um, Skywalk because he must be like in his eighties. I think so. He was in the adaptation of Wolf Hall, which I highly recommend. Wolf Hall's amazing. Oh yeah. He, um, he was in Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norell, the the uh, version of that. Um, the Suspicions of Mr. Witcher, he was in. Mm. Oh, you know, just going through, he had just been in so Poirot, Poirot, he's been in. Mm. Um, Fingersmith, Trial and Retribution. Oh, my God. It just goes on. And I, Randall and Hopkirk, Deceased. He has been, once again, an absolute, you know, stalwart. He's been in everything. Mm. This guy, he has worked constantly, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't get that, you wouldn't get that feeling from looking at his. Yeah, God, right, you've really got to scroll down. His first thing that he appeared in was in 1967. Yeah, oh he just God. built a second officer in uh, Scars of Dracula, and yes, very much still with us. So yeah. we say, bravo, yeah, Richard Durden. Yeah, he should have been in this film more, to be honest, he because. <laughs> 
they leave the pub and they don't finish their drinks, which I thought that was a bit stupid as well. Hold on. The, the, the other really weird bit is they say, yeah. we're after this bloke and mm. you know what he's done. You know what he done. And then he kind of get, he, get, he calls him in and then whispers yeah. to him. And then he goes, mm. that's what he done. Mm. And I thought that was really weird. I was like, what? Had sex with the Burgermeister's daughter. It's very are they creepy. Not, in are another they, country. Are they not allowed to say it in another country? Is he not allowed to say that? Yeah. yeah. That's weird. It's, so it's I just thought it was a really creepy. odd choice. Yeah. You know what he done. Whisper, you know whisper, what he's done. That's what he done. Um, weird. Weird. So my, my, my notes from now on become mm. a bit more haphazard because yeah. the narrative is quite weird, isn't it? Because it's a lot of toing and froing and going backwards and forwards, and it's like people mm. walking and going out of windows and in, in in windows, and and so there's a bit with Clove now where he's chopping up Anushka Hempel, which yes. I thought was a bit like I don't know if it was meant to be a bit of a nod to Psycho or something like that, mm, where he saws possibly. up the body and he's putting it in a bath of acid, um, but he's fat. He's found a photo at this point, hasn't he? Mm. So he's obsessed with the photo of Jenny Hanley. Yeah, he's basically whacking off to this. Yeah, yeah, it's it is for him. Yeah. yeah. Go, speaking of which, my my um, oh, I don't God. put this in. <laughs> you don't know what I'm going to say. No, but don't put it in. <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> On the floor, did you? It was like, oh God. Get the disinfectant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get, get the hand sound out. Mm. Right, don't put this in the podcast, please. No one wants to hear this. No, Broken I, Britain. Broken Britain, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yes, so this is when Clove becomes obsessed with um, whoever that woman is. And then we have... <laughs> and we've the main, we have the established main lead of the film. that this, again, is in another country, another another a, a significant distance apart, and um, Dennis Waterman and his girlfriend just sit hire some guy just sit on the back of his his um yeah. carriage and Coach. just get, just just leisurely just um go over, go over there um i imagine it would take you know at least hours maybe days yes. to get to where they are and the and it's but just, this, yeah. and then as soon as they get there the guy's going i'm not going to take you i'm oh, going to take, take you back i'm not going any further yeah, um but this is the part for me where it's like this film doesn't understand the concept of time because this is where they say, "Oh, he's never been away for so long." Mm. Mm. But they only in the film they only saw him yesterday. Yeah, and they're wearing the same clothes. Yeah, like, yeah. They're wearing the same yeah. clothes. It's like, is it months later or is it literally like the next day? And if it's the next day, why? It's got to be the next day because Clove has cut the body up while this is happening. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. None of it makes sense. It's almost as bad um, as um, Luke going to Dagobah. And training. Oh, don't let's not get into that. Let's, um, not, let's, let's, not get, let's not get into that, Ross. Don't worry okay. about that. Right. Okay. So one of the weird bits of it because yeah. time, time, time moves differently, doesn't it? It's like yeah. a year in on films. a year yeah. on Saturn is much longer than a year on Earth. But so that's the only so, time uh, that happens in Star Wars is that. But the rest of the time, it's yeah, yeah. Okay. Space fantasy, mate. Yeah. Right. Anyway, moving swiftly on that. One of the things I noticed was that when they get into the the pub, Michael Ripper's pub, they're like, "Oh, yeah, have you got any food we can have?" And amazing, did you did you notice what what they offered them? Yes, soup and, and cheese. cheese. Oh, yes, <laughs> I thought lovely, brilliant. That's once again in your <laughs> face, weather spoons. That's what every time we, we feel like <laughs> soup and cheese. Whenever we feel like we might be spending a bit too much money, Beck will go yeah. through a phase of like, "We we'll have soup and cheese for dinner." And soup and it's cheese. Just a thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, to be like, do you dip cheese in soup? No, you have you have it as like a side with your bread, and then we, they didn't say bread, Cleves. They uh, said soup and soup cheese. And cheese. Well, they I didn't do, say I bread. Great, I do grate cheese onto my soup sometimes. Yes, yeah, so I think that's more. Yeah, I do that okay. on a pea and ham soup. Mm. Ooh, okay, Ooh, like with black pepper? bit of black bit no. of black pepper. Then very, very good. Nice. But um, you know. Soup and cheese in itself is quite an odd mix because it's like you can't dip your cheese in your soup, can you? <laughs> and what kind of what kind of cheese would it be? Like a mild European kind of Edam type cheese, or would mm. it be something soft like and dripping? A Ladama? Something... Is it Ladama? Is that what it's called? <laughs> yes. Ladama. That's it. A baby. <laughs> or the I've boisson. Got, like, the full... petit, petit boisson. Yeah. <laughs> oh, pan. <laughs> Duvan <laughs> and what's the what's the name of the cheese? Duvan, 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 But they call it the p- Petit Boisson, don't they? Yeah. yeah. So right. anyway. I also noticed that that Michael Ripper sort of asks yeah. them about their lives, and he goes, yes. "Oh, you students, are you?" And yeah. he goes, Yes, I'm hoping to be a lawyer one day or something. And he goes, "Oh, it's the best time of your life. Enjoy." Yeah, like, How I does peasant bar owner, sort of pub <laughs> owner? Michael Ripper know anything about being a yeah. undergraduate university student in the 1700s. I loved, I loved that line. That line that was, was so... Oh, it's the best time of your life. That. <laughs> yeah. well, it's so weird and odd. Yeah. Yeah. And then they get chucked out of the pub, which I put is absolutely typical for students. Yeah. Just being yeah. thrown out after upsetting the locals. Yeah. Fucking soon. Fuck off. Get out. So they then get sent off to Castle Dracula. And once again, distance, they, they get there in five minutes. But- because yeah. Before we go, why are yeah. they being like this? Why did they chuck Paul out of the pub in the first place? Why aren't they helping oh, these people? Yeah, there's yeah. no reason for them. There's no, no. Like, shame on them. Well, they don't want to get involved. All do they? The, because all the women in the village got killed last time they tried yeah. to do anything. Yeah. So I guess they're probably yeah, yeah, paralysed yeah. by fear. But once again, that isn't really made explicit at no. any point. No. no. However, so they get to Castle Dracula. Same thing again. Um, straight away, and this is when I put Chris Lee has got his massive shagger energy on. Yeah, because he he takes one look at. Once again, Jenny Hanley. Yeah, we, she takes one look at Jenny Hanley and he's like, right, you're next. Yeah. yeah. You're absolutely, you know, yes, please. Um, <laughs> Just carries it off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In front of Dennis Waterman. It's, yeah. it's a real, it's, it's, it's a real sort of cuckold gesture, yeah. isn't it? It's like, right. <laughs> it's a real alpha what move, are you do about it? that? Yeah. That's all right. I'm, I'm big Chris Lee. What do you want yeah. to do about that, Dennis Waterman? Ta-ra. <laughs> Neither of us are good in direct sunlight, but for different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's go uh, and then I noticed that he kind of gives I've put glass of Vimto Dennis Waterman I know he offers him the wine, wine but the wine does not have it doesn't and look then like he says something like at all. Mm, very good good <laughs> and that obviously drugs him it's drugged wine yes uh, and, yeah. and that, that, although, that although he can hypnotise him later on as well so why he didn't hypnotise yes. him at this point yeah. yeah who knows who knows and Chris Lee decides that it's time to get his vampire on and he's going to sink his teeth into her. But once again, thwarted by Christ, she's got the, uh, once again, classic vampire movie trope. She's got the crucifix on and he gives it that. So he, he gets um, Pat Troughton to come and do it, but he refuses it, it because it's, it's, his, it's a little wank fantasy here in the bed. And yes, he just, he just won't do it. And that, that causes a little bit of um, uh, friction, friction in, in the vampire household. In the Dracula mm. <laughs> but he will pay. He will pay for that later on. He will. He will. And then we cut to like sort of like the next day, and Waterman wakes up, and he does. But weirdly enough, pretty much what I do when I have to get off of work in the morning, 
We see he wakes up and goes, oh, oh, looks slightly bewildered, <laughs> and just goes back to sleep again, <laughs> which is exactly what I do. I have my four alarms go off. Oh, oh, oh. Turn them all off and then fall asleep. I do feel a little bit of empathy with him there, if, if nothing else. And then he gets startled by Patrick Troughton, doesn't he? Yeah. So he turns out, like, Patrick Troughton's there. Yeah. yeah. But then he sort of goes when into he- his bedroom. And finds mm. the um the, the the frame picture underneath his mattress. Yes, yes. Uh, and then we yes. see. Where the, did you get this? Yeah, the horrific scars of of, of Troughton on his back. Scars. Mm. Yeah, his inconsistent eye eye um eyebrow makeup in this because they, yeah, they like do- this like the fourth Gallagher brother. <laughs> yes. Oh, we should also point out that in amidst of all of this, the vicar from the start of the film has kind of taken them to one side and said, I should have come and helped out with this a long time ago. So I'm going to come with you now. But when we get close to Castle Dracula, yet again, he just absolutely chickens out. Just goes, don't worry. I'll go back to the village. (laughs) Good man. (laughs) You guys carry on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Is this the bit where Patrick Trenton shouts, the broth? Yes. Career <laughs> highlight. The immortal line. The broth. And Dennis Waterman knocks it out of her hand by throwing yes. it up across the room. Like, it's very unorthodox. Like um, uh, F- Freddie Truman throwing, you know, throws a cricket <laughs> ball or something to smash. <laughs> it's bloody stupid, Jeff Boycott. Um, so yeah, uh, so yes. they escape. Go back to the village. And, yeah, and then this is where um, Dracula punishes um, uh, a Troughton for yes. um, not doing his bidding. And I thought this is quite a cool scene when he heats up his sword <laughs> to like hmm. burn his back. And how did they do that, John? Because I, I it's could... a special kind of paint. It's also the uh, the suits that Slade wear on the cover of Slade and Flames, where if you project light at it from the front of the camera, it 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 bounces the light ah. back. So it's the same effect later on in the film when he's holding the um, thing that's been hit by lightning. lightning. Oh, okay, it's cool. mm. I like that. I but thought it, that was a, a, a nice iconic. It is a good effect. Yeah, yeah it's a good effect. Um, Patrick Troughton called this character Kinky Clove because um, <laughs> he gives the uh, uh, appearance of enjoying the torture, doesn't he? Yes. He kind mm. of um, disrobes himself in a kind of coquettish way. Yeah. And then Dracula like sticks the the thing on him and he screams, which is strange because he he was quite kinky himself, um, considering the way he died. Well, Patrick Troughton, yeah, he... yeah, we won't put this in either, Cleves. <laughs> <laughs> you know how he died, James. Oh, really? Yeah, rather than the oh, way around. Oh, none of this is going. Weird. I, I don't think our listeners would enjoy this kind of. Um, I think I think that's what they come s- for. Smuttiness. No, they come for what was number one above Dennis Waterman. Waterman. <laughs> Our rundown of the 1980, yeah. 42-year-old child. Uh, so now I've written dubbed voice on Jenny Hanley. Pub waiters mm. gets it. Yeah. Which is she a bit pointless. Up. And I feel a bit yeah. bad for her. She doesn't need to die really at this point, does she? It's just a bit like, it's just a bit of filler really. Because it's quite mm. a short film, and a lot of it is shots of Jenny Hanley walking through trees. Mm. And she, she she escapes in a nightgown, and then wears a nightgown for the rest of <laughs> the, the rest movie. Of the film, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. um, so then Dennis Waterman, at some point, climbs back in to kill Dracula, armed with 
um, a chair, a table leg, and um, a crucifix. But um, you then see, th- you hear thunder, but the sky, the sky through the window is totally clear sky. But he, but he basically gets yeah. Clo- Clove to help him in exchange for yes. letting him have his picture back. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But the, when he goes over the edge, Clove starts like cutting out, cutting the rope. Cutting from the, little, the rope. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but then the ro- the rope comes back later and it's all the rope, even though the rope has fallen to the bottom of the chasm. So Clo- Clover's got a lot of rope for a rainy day. And this is where the film for me now is just like, how can we pad out this 90 minutes? Um because it's lots of scenes that don't really make much effect. Well, there's, other, a, there's a bat, really? bat attack back in the church, isn't there? And yes. The, and the oh, the wow. figure Michael Gwynn. Yeah. yeah, stays very still while he, he yeah. gets slowly nibbled to death by a bat. To ten minutes it's, of... Um... It's one of the worst sequences. He's literally him holding the bat and putting... Ah, and it points it, it, oh, doesn't, it just looks like it's licking oh, him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, 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 oh. Oh, dear. And what it reminded me of, weirdly enough, is have you seen that incredible footage of that time that a bat gets into that Irish family's house? No. (laughs) All right. Catch him. Did he catch him? Get him back. 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 Get him it's incredible. I can't believe you guys haven't seen it. You can't catch a bat. Look at the woman looking through the door. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible, right? Like I said, I've seen this film four times, and I've run it, I've been running it through at double speed whilst we've been recording. I still mm. don't know how Dennis Waterman gets out of that, um, out of the Dracula's oh, like, yeah. tomb to get Come back on. up again. But I think Clove throws the rope down again, okay. doesn't he? Right, so, which is already yes. cut him off. Is this to try and stop him attacking the woman who's who's come back? Yeah. So yes, Dennis Waterman throws a, a bit of railing into Dracula. He pulls it out, holds it a lot. Yeah. He's about to spear him, gets hit by lightning. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think a really impressive man on fire effect. <laughs> it's not really impressive. <laughs> I like it. This is your, I, I, this is I, your I love lowest ma- point. I love a man being on fire in a film. This is your lowest point on this podcast. It's, it, a, man, this- it's a man in a latex mask. Turning round really slowly, slowly, like Ronald McDonald, slowly. While dubbed over it is Christopher Lee going, ah, 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 and then he falls off the falls off the castle, and then it just says the end, end, (laughs) end. So, what came after this, John? Which is which which was the next Dracula? What was the continuity? Eighteen seventy-two. I'm sure. So that was it. it? Because surely, I was about to say, surely that won't kill him. No, no that just says he'll just reconstruct himself. There was a whole and unseen it, adventure it, 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 which ended in the um the co- coach chase at the oh, beginning. Oh, okay, maybe so then. We, maybe we need to make the film in between. We well, are yeah. mad. So the end. So that was. That's Dracula. 
I think the the effect where Christopher Lee gets struck by lightning works well, but oh. then when it's just a guy with a with a fireproof mask on That's going ah oh, oh. oh. <laughs> really and then you've got slowly. a slow mo yeah you've got a slow mo picture of Christopher Lee's burnt face going. Uh, uh, it, it's very badly put together. I'm not saying this. I, I I really didn't like this film, but I just thought that there was a couple of little bits like that. There's a, there's there's five minutes that you could put in a show reel. Yes, mm. and you'd be like, "This is what happens in this film." Um, yeah, or yeah. you could listen to 85 minutes of us talking about it. Of course, <laughs> but at no point in Disguise of Dracula did, did they talk about the charts in 1980. No, exactly. <laughs> or times at, when we found ourselves to be stray men. Yeah. <laughs> and at no point do you see any scars on Dracula. Uh, scars of Dracula, Dress not of scars. Dracula. Yeah, so the, the other scars he caused on that woman's neck. But, it, that's but that's, what, surely that's scars from Dracula. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <laughs> on that bombshell. What are the what are the scores? What are the oh scores? god. Um, I I thought I because of the because of the journey that this film sent me on. I feel mm. bad giving it a low score, but it, it, for me, it's literally a one yeah. because mm. it's charmless. Um. It's not much fun. No one's very likable in it. I mean, the, the best thing is Patrick Troughton and Michael Ripper, yeah. isn't it? Like yeah. everyone else is just a load of rubbish in it. Um, Dennis Waterman is rubbish. Jenny Hanley's rubbish. Christopher Lee has nothing to do. And it's like mm. the fact that they say, oh, this is the big return to form for Christopher Lee because he gets lines. and he, he, But it's just, <laughs> he's just like stood there most of the time looking like, He's got yeah. too much white white powder on his face. Oh, like I said, I like the makeup, but it didn't. <laughs> I gave it a one as well. How about you, John? James? James? Oh, it's a one for me. It's one. A one. Oh, one of the a... lowest sc- scoring ones we've ever done. That's, I think. Me- that's mediocre, isn't it? Yeah. It's, hmm. it's, I think it's unusual that all of us dislike something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it can happen. Yeah. We all dislike extra, but you gave that a minus. Yeah. yeah. What did I give that? Minus nine. Oh. <laughs> I would say that that gave me something close to like physical pain watching it. <laughs> I felt like I had a pain in my chest because it was so like uh, uh, trying to. I couldn't watch it. I found it just like it was so bad. Oh, yeah, boy. horrific. There we are. There we are. Right. On that bombshell. So, has anyone Ooh. got any um anything horrific they want to discuss? I. I have, but I can't remember if I recommended it last time. What, what was that? Did I, did I say that I'm on Yellow Jackets? Yes, you've, you've mentioned Yellow okay, Jackets. There you go. Okay, so uh, it's, it's brilliant. I've now watched all of it. I'm recommending it again. It's superb. Cool. Leave that you in. Watch leave it. that in. Yeah. Yes, that's great. I'm. Um, yeah, it's it's on Paramount Plus, and I, which I'm going to get a, 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 um, yeah. a free trial so I can watch Star Trek: mm. Brave New World. So I'll, mm. I will check it out. I don't understand why Jack Whitehall is on the adverts for that Paramount oh. Plus thing. No, like why? Well, I just don't is, understand is why Jack Whitehall stop. He thinks he is, but it's like Uma Thurman and Jack Whitehall. I was like, "What the fuck is that? Yeah. Are these the only people they can pull in? Where's uh, Where's mm. Bill Shatner? Yeah, get exactly. Bill Shatner in. You're on. Yeah, I would have done a hologram of like Nimoy or something. Yeah, to get Jimmy Stewart in. Yeah, he's he was in Paramount films. Um, I listened to a good um audio uh thing the other day of um. Mm. 
a very good ghost story, which I think you'll have to pause the recording while I find find it, please. Uh, hang a minute. Hang on a sec. Hang a, hang a bang. Hang a bang. Yeah, so I listened to this the other day as a as a, a, a thing on Audible, someone reading it. It's called The Phantom Coach, mm-hmm. and it's by mm. Amelia Edwards, and it was published... I don't know when it was published, but it was published before 1892 because that's when she died. So it's a very good um, Victorian ghost story about a guy who goes to... A guy who gets lost on a moor. He goes to visit this guy who's a kind of scientist... But then when he leaves this place, it's in a snowy night. He then goes to get the mail carriage. And the mail carriage that he gets in is actually a ghost carriage. And the kind of description of the men that are in the ghost carriage and the ghost carriage itself is really, really good. And I think it's something that Mark Gatiss should do as an alternative Christmas to MR James Christmas stuff. Mm. It's really, really good. Um, Cool. And I think that, um, yeah, if you can find it on Audible, give it a listen. Yeah, Phantom, we'll read the book. Phantom. I, I'm yeah, sure I don't know if you can find it to read it. It's probably in Might one of those um, British Library. The British Tales Library the, ones, yeah. Tales of the Weird or whatever. Um, I'm just going to go and get what I'm going to show you. One sec. But I really like the atmosphere of it. Um, I've gone. She's Ooh. gone. Oh, I can't <laughs> uh, wait to her. I need a snack now. I'm starving. Oh, yeah, we, it's, it's been epic. So I um I, I saw someone uh, the artist who did the um did the art on this um tweeted some of their stuff and it looked amazing. So I bought this. It's the um the rear window board game which someone is <laughs> oh <laughs> that is good. so you Cleaver um Hitchcock's rear window board game. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> So it looks a bit like Cluedo, but one who, person is like the building, and they who put, buried the dog. Yeah, they, somebody's the building. Well, so I think some, and they put like what they put cards in the windows to sort of try and uh, you know tell you what the crime right. is, what the crime is. But yeah, the artwork inside is absolutely beautiful. So um, I'm looking forward to um, playing this. Um, but it's a free play. And is there anything to do with the film in terms of any clips or anything like that, or is it just? Well, is um, this Jimmy Stewart card there? Look, oh, there he is. Look, nice. yeah, and it's got all the characters out of the um, out of the film. What's his name in it? I can't remember his name in it. Something Jeffries, LB Jeffries. Yeah, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That looks really nice. Um, and that's and it wasn't expensive either. And it's by Funko. The people who do Funko Pops. There's a my brother's got the Goonies game they've done. There's also an ET one. And I've, did they do the Jaws one? I've got a Jaws board game as well, which is absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, so that's... But what is the actual game? In Jaws? Yeah. Jaws is good because it's a double-sided board. So you play half the game where one yeah. person's a shark and the other people are... You could either be... Uh, you could be... Ow! Stop a toe. Ah! Uh, <laughs> uh, Quint, um, Hooper, or and Brody. And what you've got to try, try and, like... Is that the scar to Dracula music? Mm. It's Dracula AD 1972. Ah, okay. Yes, go oh. on. So basically, the shark's popping up around the beach, and you've got to try and work out where he's, where he's, where he is, and stuff. And essentially, uh, and you're like, get, you know, closing beaches and all that kind of stuff. And then, then when that's finished, 
you flip the board over and then you're on the orca and then the, the shark's attacking the boat and you've got to try and work out where he's going to come up next. Ooh. Right, yeah, that's good. Good music. I, I do want to start a band now called Von Smallhausen and play this kind of music. Oh, Von Smallhausen. <laughs> this is the bit when they're fighting on the uh, coach at the start yeah. of Dracula AD 1972. Way back in episode one. One. Way back. Yeah. And what are we now? Episode 28. 28. Yes. So what's what's uh, what's episode 29 then? Please? Episode 29 is the Curse of Frederick. We're going to do... Uh, <laughs> Fucking hell, is it? Yeah, um, we are doing uh, the <laughs> Seventh Doctor, um, uh, yeah. uh, the Curse of Fenric. So that's going to be our, our 20th episode, uh, 29th episode. Ninth? Yeah, so... And what's... Um... The 30th is going to be a listener's choice. So we need people, uh, listeners, to tweet us on general which one, numeral one. Yeah. And give us some uh, ideas to put, which uh, we, we, we will sh- put on a short list for you to vote for. So far, we've had some people um, put some suggestions in. Mm. Um, they have suggested the best version of Doctor Who theme tune. This is uh, Fenric. Yeah. So, so so far we've had suggested the uh, the BBC adaptation adaptation of Dracula from nineteen 19- no uh, no. It's really long. Alien. No. Okay. Uh, Theatre of Blood. No. All right. Uh, The Blood Beast Terror. I've never heard of it, so all right. (laughs) And Straight On Till Morning. No, definitely not that. Okay. So Um, um, Out of those, probably Theatre of Blood. Okay, so we want some more suggestions. um, We need more suggestions or I'm going to have to... um, but, but last Be, time uh, this happened, we had Dr. Fibes, so we've got to hope that doesn't happen again. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't think people like us, Cleves, because they give us shit things to watch, don't they? Yeah. So, the next episode will probably be a Folk and Howl episode, which would be uh, James and I, um, and not John, um, because he won't want to watch something, unless you want to join us, John. We are watching um, uh, The Ritual uh, with uh, never heard of it. With who's the who's the main guy in it? Rafe Spool. Rafe Spool. Oh, um, very, when when are you doing that? Tuesday. No, I won't have time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, but okay. So okay. until next time, oh, I can't edit this now because you put this music over the top of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. That's a good way of keeping stuff in. But until next time. Yeah. Yes. Stay safe, everyone. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Farewell. Happy day. Love, light, and peace, everyone. The person that posted that was called Darth Jedi, and that made me want to God. rip out my own throat. Yeah. That's always true. There's no need for that. There's no need for that. Cool. You don't mix Darth and Jedi, and, Jedi. and you don't call yourself. You have been listening to no. the General Witchfinders. <laughs> Support the show and continue the conversation at patreon.com forward slash General Witchfinders. Subscribe and spread the word at generalwitchfinders.com. Farewell. You don't have nightmares.
Holy, 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 holy. Catch him! Catch him, Derry! Derry, catch him! Get him back! Get him back! Get him back! Get him back! Get him back out of the house! Mom, will you get out? Derry, will you catch him? Oh! 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 Jesus, new. Catch him, Derry! Catch him! Catch him, Derry! Bigger towel, that's it. Catch him now, quick. Catch him. Oh! God, Derry! Oh! Will you... Marie, will you stop looking in the door? Oh! Jesus! Catch him, Derry! Catch him! You're doing great! You're doing great! Just... That's it. Oh, he nearly got him that time. Nearly. No, he's still flying around the place. Quick. Oh. Oh. You're doing a great job, Derry. You're oh, that's it. Stand up, Derry. Oh. Did you get him? No, he's there. He's making a mockery out of you, boy. You get done off the... Take off them shot. The dog's... Dead the dog's after peeing. Oh, for... Maureen, you're not help behind the door. <laughs> You're tiring him out. He's like McGregor, he's got no legs left. Go on, catch him now. There he is. Get him. Oh. Oh. He's on me. Should the dog got a fright and he pissed himself, ma'am? So how, how, how would you blame him in you outside the door? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.